Hello and welcome to Sideline Story, a podcast all about sports and sports stories behind the scenes. I'm Yang Guang, and joining us as usual, Brandon Gates and Fu Yu. Following Formula One's exciting Miami debut, the race returns to one of its more traditional venues with the Spanish Grand Prix this weekend. After the opening five races, last year's duel between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen has seemingly switched to the battle of Verstappen versus Ferrari's Charles Leclerc. Chinese rookie Zhou Guanyu had some mixed results. Today, we will talk about his performance in the opening stages of the season, as well as the picture of the title contention. Stay tuned. Well, as the first Chinese driver to compete in Formula One, Zhou Guanyu certainly gave us some surprises in the season opening race in Bahrain, claiming one point in his debut race. However, since then, Joe has been on a downhill trajectory in Saudi Arabia and Australia. He both finished 11th, missing out on points, but still maintained stable paces. Then he finished 15th in Eola after a collision in the sprint round and didn't finish in Miami due to mechanical problems. Brandon, how would you rate Zhou Guanyu's performances in the first five races of the F1 season? Has he reached your expectations? I think so. You know, it, it hasn't been spectacular, but I think what's most important is that it's been consistent. It looks like he has what it takes to perform at the highest level. And considering that he's, I'm fairly certain he's the only rookie on the track, mm-hmm. um, he's had an incredibly consistent season so far, which I think is incredibly important for a young driver that wants to have long-term success in the sport. I think, you know, in the last two races where he didn't perform really well, it, uh, you know, some of the issues that he suffered were kind of out of his hands and, you know, they couldn't really be controlled by him. So I, I wouldn't say any of the major problems that he's had this season have been his fault. So I think just overall from the first couple of races, what we've seen so far, it looks like he has the temperament and the skill to perform at the highest level and he's been consistent. So I think, like I was saying earlier, that's very important for a rookie driver. So it looks like he has the potential to have a long-term career in Formula One, which I think is the most important aspect to see from a young driver in his first season in Formula One. Mm-hmm. He's probably still in the process of gaining confidence through the races. Um, here's how Sky Sports depicts Joe's performance so far this year. Arriving in F1 as a rookie is an extremely tough task, and it's showing so far for Zhou Guanyu. He hasn't been miles off the pace of Valtteri Bottas, but a few tenths makes a huge difference in that midfield, and that has invariably dropped him down the grid. Fu, do you think there's still room for Zhou Guanyu to improve in the rest of the races this year, including the upcoming Spanish GP? Uh, yes, absolutely. I think Zhou Guanyu, as a rookie driver this season, has definitely got off to a good start. And he at least passed the test in uh, the last few races. Uh, he uh, In the season opening Bahrain Grand Prix, he surprised everyone by winning a point mm-hmm. in his debut Formula One race. 
actually it was already a surprise for me when he reached Q2 in qualifying because most new drivers don't do that well in their first race. Some even spent whole season without breaking into Q2. And um, in that first race, starting from 15th place with huge pressure on his shoulders, he raced up the field to finish in 10th place and earning mm-hmm. a historical point. I think that was a very strong debut performance from a new Formula One driver. But I think he really needs to work on his start. In the five races that have already taken place, I think Joe could have done better in at least two, including in Bahrain, uh, which will help him retain his position on the grid. But I understand it's more difficult for him or for any driver when you're starting a race from the middle or the back of the pack. Um, And similar in Saudi Arabia, Joe again had a poor start, but for that with a few passes and moved up the field. I think he would have improved his start, but a few confusions or miscommunications between him and the team cost him uh, more points, uh, which... But, but I, I think it also demonstrated that he is consistent uh, and has the capability of finishing within the points range of the of the entire of pack. And also his teammate, Valtteri Bottas, seems to be fairly con- consistent so far this season. Mm-hmm. He has 30 points so far. Uh, which I think shows that Alfa Romeo's cars can compete against other teams on the circuit. And both drivers have expressed confidence in their cars. So I think at least for Zhou Guanyu and his team, uh, things are moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Bota's performance so far has proved that uh, Alfa Romeo has built a rather competitive car and um, also Zhou Guan Yu made some overtakes during these five races including an overtake um, over Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton and he also, I, I remember in one race he made it in the top four of Q1, that's very impressive by a rookie driver so there's a lot of potential for Zhou Guan Yu what's the best position he could achieve in the following races? Uh, I remember at the beginning of the season, uh, we said uh, the hopes is for him to have a podium finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that is uh, pretty hard for him as things stand now, but uh, I would at least expect a sixth place finish for him. Top six. Yeah. Brendan, do you think a uh, podium finish is still possible for Joe Guan Yu to achieve? I think it's possible, but like Puyu said, it's a massive, massive ask um, in the first season with so many competitive cars and considering he's the only rookie driver. But with that being said, anything is possible, but possible. But I think I tend to agree with Puyu. I think a top six finish would be an excellent, outstanding achievement. And I think by the end of the season, you know, maybe a you know a top 10 finish um, would also be an incredible achievement. So, but, you know, just... Despite that, in terms of overall results and podium finishes and that kind of thing, I think the most important thing we need to see from him is the continued consistency and trying to get out of that downward trajectory we were talking about earlier. So 
if you can get back on track and kind of, you know, keep gaining a point or two here and there and maintain um, a consistent level of performance throughout the rest of the season, then I think he can consider his first season relatively successful and he can um, build from there going forward into the future. Mm-hmm. It's still a long way to go. Uh, well, let's switch to the top tier drivers of the chart. Um well, if someone had told me ahead of the season that after five races, a Ferrari driver would top the championship standings and uh, Ferrari would lead the constructors' standings, I would take it as a joke. But here we are. Look at the table. It's happening. Charles Leclerc leads Max Verstappen by 19 points in title standings heading into the race in Barcelona, despite Red Bull drivers' three wins. Leclerc has finished in the top two in all but one race so far. Well, he also has three pole positions. His teammate Carlos Sainz had some sloppy errors in recent races, but still obtained three podium finishes for Ferrari. It seems like Ferrari had a huge leap from last season in their car. After all these years of sluggish performances, they finally uh, in a position to be one of the major title contenders. Um, Brandon, what's behind Ferrari's resurgence after years of you know poor performances? You know, funny enough, it seems like their lack of success in the past two years has actually led to their resurgence this season. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with rule changes. So, for example, because they weren't battling for a title last year, um, Ferrari then has now put all of their focus into the 2022 season, and I think mm-hmm. they did so earlier than the likes of Red Bull and Mercedes, and that gave them more money, sorry, more money under Formula One's budget cap. Um, so they had a lot more money to, you know, kind of work on their car for the 2020, 2022 season, and also Formula One brought in new rules. Um, I think it was at the beginning of 2021. And that was to assist with teams that were struggling to kind of move back up the grid. And I think it included um, a formula that allowed teams that finished lower down the order Mm -hmm. uh, to have more time with aerodynamic testing um, in the wind tunnel and, you know, aspects like that. Um, And I think they've also been working on the partnership of uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. So I think that that has also really benefited them this season. So I think the fact that they were able to work on their car um, and also when, when they were doing testing um, in Barcelona at the beginning of the season, they didn't really, they haven't really changed the car a lot since then. Mm-hmm. Whereas the likes of um, Red Bull and Mercedes, I think they've had a lot of changes um, from that first test going into the second test. So I think that Ferrari had a lot more, they didn't have a lot more time, but they put a lot more time into developing their car for 2022. And then once they had done that, they haven't really tweaked it that much throughout the season. So I think they've built a really fast car um, and they haven't had to change it that much. So I think that's given them a bit of an upper hand over the likes of Red Bull and Mercedes. And of course, um, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz seem to have uh, developed a really good partnership there and both drivers are performing very well. Mm-hmm. It looks like their efforts in the off-season really paid off and a little assistance with the role change really helped them for you, you have long been a Ferrari fan yourself. Um, what's your take on Ferrari's climbing back to the way it, it had? Mm, uh, the past few seasons hasn't been a good time to be a Ferrari fan. After mm-hmm. years of silence, they 
I think they finally discovered that sweet spot where everything they did in uh, in preseason or during developing uh, fit into the rules change and development trend of the sport. Uh, at the beginning of the season, when we did another pod on Formula One, I said Ferrari's new car is visibly different from that of other teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, their F175 has new designs for parts such as the nose, the front wing, the side pods, which have all been performing well so far under the new regulations. Um, They also have more powerful engines and more efficient fuels. Mm -hmm. So those are some some of the positive changes that they've physically adopted. And apart from the car, I think one other important thing for their revival is that they know themselves well and know what they're really after. Because being a team with such a long and glorious history, um, Ferrari knew they're short against Mercedes and Red Bull in the past few seasons. So they had the patience to look forward and start working on new cars. Um, it, It could take years to figure out what's wrong with the old car and even longer to fix the problem. And in Formula One, things change so fast. So I I understand Mm. that it takes time for any team to regain their dominance or at least uh, to improve upon their own pace. I think for Ferrari, it's important that they have the courage and determination to give up what's not working for them and start from scratch to build a new car, even if they have invested huge amounts of hard work and money into what they were already developing over the past few seasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And with that, not only their car is back, the whole team seemed to have snapped back into racing mode. Uh, This season, uh, they haven't been that far off the track. Um, And by that, I mean they no longer make mistakes that cause pit stops and there's no more miscommunication between driver and team. And they also have hardworking drivers that get along well. Mm -hmm. So I think things are only going to get better for Ferrari from here. Even if they may not be the strongest team at every race this season, um, I believe the resurgence of such a big team will last longer than any of its rivals would like to see. Mm-hmm. At least from the first uh, five races, it's safe to say that Ferrari is officially back. Well, on the opposite of Ferrari's statement of returning, Mercedes has found themselves in a very awkward position now. Their difficulties so far in 2022 have left seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton staying in sixth in the driver's standings, with his only podium so far coming in the season opener in Bahrain. The only positive aspect might be the other driver, George Russell, signed to replace Valtteri Bottas. Russell has finished ahead of his champion teammate Hamilton in four of five races, and he's now fourth. But still, Mercedes looks nowhere near the dominance they showed in the past few seasons. What happened to them? It's difficult to say. I mean, Hamilton and Mercedes, like you said, they've really struggled in the early part of the season and they've been, you know, way off the pace. Mm. Um, And I think Hamilton himself has already ruled out being able to challenge for the championship this year. 
Um, and just Mercedes have had real problems with their car this season for some reason, and they just haven't managed to get it right. And it's definitely led to a lot of tension and frustration amongst, um, you know, fans and the people that are behind the car and the drivers as well. So there definitely seems to be some serious problems at Mercedes besides, you know, the fact that there has been some impressive performances from George Russell. I'm not sure what the what the situation is. I'm sure that it is something that they're working on. They seem to have um, had a bit of a, an uptick in performances recently. Um, but compared to previous seasons, they're not even near their previous standards. So I think there's a lot of work to be done at Mercedes. And hopefully we'll see an improved performance for them in 2023. But I don't see much on the cards for them for the rest of the season. It looks like things will be battled between... Red Bull and Ferrari and Leclerc and Verstappen. Well, uh, yeah, it looks like a very strange season for Hamilton, particularly so far this season. Compared to um, his pace in the last few seasons, his performance so far is, I can call it, disastrous. I don't know if he will find winning ways back, but、um, at least it's. And terrible start to the 2022 season for him, a seven-time world champion. Other than the car problems,、um, Fuyu, what do you think led to Hamilton's plunge in form?、Uh, the the most obvious reason to me is actually still problems with their car, <laughs>、uh, because Mercedes never seemed to f- fix or improve their problem with porpoising. Which is、mm, having their car bouncing on the track,、um, and Mercedes seems to be the team that's most affected by it because all teams had the same problem during winter testing、mm-hmm. and、uh, five races into the season. Now, Ferrari and Red Bull are miles ahead of Mercedes in terms of this problem. Um, uh, to fix or to Uh, resolve this problem on the track. Mercedes have to run the car higher up the ground for stability, which compromises their speed.、Uh, in terms of Hamilton, I believe he is still hungry for victory,、uh, despite his status as one of the world's most successful drivers、mm-hmm. in Formula One history.、Um, I think there is still a lot more he can achieve and a lot more records he can break when he steps into a fast car again. So、mm-hmm. we are still waiting for that to happen, and I don't know exactly what to expect from the team or from Hamilton for the rest of this season. But one thing I think we can wait to find out is if they can bring major upgrades during the summer break. And、uh, another thing I'm interested.、Mm. In finding out is if the up if the upgrades fail, whether they'll keep working on more fixes to salvage this season, or if they'll give up 2022 altogether and start preparing for next season.、Mm-hmm. So、um, a few more things still on the plate for Mercedes, and、um, Lewis Hamilton may not be in contention for a record eighth. World Championship anymore, but he is definitely still in the mix. He is still one of the drivers to watch this season in the Formula One on the Formula One track. track.、Mm-hmm. I'm just curious、um, if George Russell is continues to do better than Hamilton. 
I wonder if Mercedes would、um, see Russell as their top priority, as their number one driver. After winning seven world championships, motivation can be an issue. Well, looking ahead, drivers will return to the preseason testing circuit in Barcelona for the Spanish Grand Prix. The last five editions of the Spanish GP have all been won by Lewis Hamilton. It would be a daunting task for him to repeat that success this year, consider- considering his current competitiveness. Mercedes is in urgent need to upgrade their car to find hopes to be among the elites this weekend in Barcelona. Max Verstappen and Charles Leclerc are still regarded as the favourites to cross the finish line first. Leclerc has been very consistent this year, and there have not been reliability issues on his car so far. Well, Verstappen did quit two races due to mechanical problems, but he also won every race he finished. Obviously, he extended his title-winning form from last year. Now, here's the question. Um, who has scored the edge over the other now on the circuit, Verstappen or Leclerc? <laughs> This is a tough one.、Uh, for the opening races, definitely Charles Leclerc and Ferrari have the upper hand. The season opening one-two finish for Ferrari was unshakable,、mm-hmm. um, but Red Bull and Max Verstappen have been. Quietly closing the gap, they are not that far off the pace at the beginning, so they were able to come within striking range, especially in the closing stages of the race, as we've seen in previous, in most recent Grand Prix.、Um, it's hard to say who has the edge now because they're both so fast. But in the long term this season, I think Leclerc will. Pack a lot of pressure onto Verstappen because first I'm confident in Ferrari as a long-term fan, and <laughs> second Verstappen is the defending champion, so he's the one that everyone's trying to catch,、mm-hmm. which is different from what he's used to last season, where he was the one exerting pressure. So、mm-hmm. it's important whether Verstappen can adapt to this change.、Um, for the race this weekend, apparently. Both Ferrari and Red Bull are arriving with new upgrades that make their cars lighter. So it'll be、mm-hmm. another battle between their drivers. And also, I'm focusing on Zhou Guanyu. The circuit in Barcelona is one that he's more familiar with. So this weekend, I'm having high hopes for the Chinese driver to win points again. Maybe he will surprise us again with another breakthrough. Brandon, what do you think?、Um, Between the Verstappen and Leclerc in in the Spanish GP, who would likely be the winner? At this point, you know, looking at the overall standings, Charles Leclerc has the lead. But I think, just in terms of the way things are going, I would say Max Verstappen has the momentum.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think the fact that he's had technical issues must have really frustrated him, and I think a frustrated Max Verstappen is someone that performs at a very high level. Um, and like you said, the three races that he has finished, he's won. So I think if Red Bull are able to get things right ahead of the Spanish Grand Prix, I think that Red Bull are going to show Ferrari that they mean business this season. And I think Max Verstappen could potentially blow Charles Leclerc out of the water. I think that he can definitely outperform him. And、mm-hmm. I think、um, Max Verstappen also has quite a good history in Barcelona. I think he won his first ever race.、Um, In Barcelona, and was the youngest ever Formula One winner、oh. at that time. 
So I think um, going ahead into this race, I think Charles Leclerc will be feeling a little bit nervous and wary that, you know, Max Verstappen and Red Bull will have a resurgence and start making a real push for the drivers and the constructors championship this season. So I think it's got a lot to do with performance and mentality. And I think that Max Verstappen may have the edge in both of those categories. So I think I'm going to back Max Verstappen to win this weekend. And if he does, I think that he can go on and potentially win the Drivers' Championship again this season. Because mm-hmm. I think as the season progresses, he may potentially face less competition from Charles Leclerc than he did from uh, Lewis Hamilton last season. I just have a feeling about that for some reason. <laughs> so I think if he does start getting the edge over Charles Leclerc and Ferrari um, consistently over the next, let's say, two or three races... And I think Max Verstappen can start building a serious lead and um, have a much easier ride, again, forgive the the pun, um, to the Drivers' Championship mm-hmm. this season. So I think it's going to potentially start in Barcelona this weekend. And I think Max Verstappen is potentially, I, I think he's going to get the win this weekend. Let's see if Barcelona is the starting point for Verstappen to make the comeback in the Drivers' standings. Okay, with that, we will wrap up this episode of Sideline Story. For more information, you can also check our website, radio.cgtn.com. See you next time at Sideline Story. <laughs>